Thank you for downloading this podcast and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast to help the channel better understand the trends, technologies and concepts that are facing the IT industry today. I'm your host, David Fern, and we hope you enjoy this Arrow production. And please subscribe. Thanks. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Arrow Bandwidth. And uh, this one, we're going to invite an old friend of the show back. I've, I've still got Rich, uh, Rich to my left. That's the old. Can't get rid of him. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like a bad smell. Like a bad smell. Um, and we're going to basically introduce back uh, Lucy from IBM. Hey! Thank you very much for coming back. Slightly uh, quieter than the last place we met at Cloud Expo, where it was all a bit nuts and a bit mad. It's all and happening, we sort wasn't of, uh, it? Yeah, and we went and grabbed you off the stand and, and said, will you come and please, uh, please be on the podcast? But you were so good, we've, uh, we've asked for you back. Are please, we've got Lucy back. Yeah, absolutely. So, Lucy, just for the sake of the people that didn't listen to the Cloud Special, shame, shame on, on you. you. Uh, <laughs> Shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> we spent way too much time together, we David. Really have. We really have. Um, please, could you just explain what you do and, uh, and what, sort of, uh, what you get up to? Absolutely. I'm Lucy Bramley. I lead the cloud advisors uh, at IBM in our cloud unit. So we're a team of people who basically help customers and partners to find the path forward with cloud. Brilliant. It's that simple. Perfect. And it's lovely to be here in your auspicious surroundings. Yes. Thanks for inviting yeah, me back. Yeah, in the Greek temple that is the Royal Exchange. Bandwidth Towers. Mm, not for much longer, sadly. Hey. But anyway. That's um, another story. Yeah, another story altogether. So, onwards and upwards. Yeah. The purpose of today's, or the, the topic of today's um, podcast is all about cloud, once again, as you'd imagine, having, having Lucy here. But specifically, um, we want to cut through a little bit of the, uh, the confusion about when to adopt certain bits of cloud and what cloud makes sense at what point in your, your time. So, um, I suppose the title of the cloud is, well, the title of the cloud, oh, blimey, long, <laughs> probably two, two podcasts in. Um, <laughs> the title of the, the, this particular podcast is going to be Peering Through the Clouds to the End Goal. Ooh. Now, what exactly is that end goal? Uh, I'm going to start by sort of putting a little bit of context around um, what I want to talk about. So what I want to talk about is um, the end goal of cloud for many people is public cloud is send everything into the public cloud but as we start to understand more about cloud as we start to understand more about the technical limitations the commercial limitations as more people adopt it and we see more use cases we see more things going right we see more things going wrong um i want to talk and sort of and get to grips with what cloud makes sense where and when yeah. so i think Lucy, I'll hand over to you okay. as, 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 as a specialist in cloud. What is cloud to you guys? And what, what is it? Yeah, I, I, don't, I think like, <coughs> like actual real clouds, um, there isn't just one type of cloud. No. So there's, there's not one dictionary definition. I think it's a real continuum. Um, and a lot of it depends on what type of business you're in and, and what the maturity of your business is as mm. to which type of cloud you'll adopt. So... We could look at a, a small business, a startup. Um, I, I met a really interesting chap on the train today, a fellow of the Royal Academy of Engineers who set up his own startup business, um, just him and a few software developers. Um, and they've got some algorithms that they've written. They're, they've made a, an application which they're selling through telemetry providers um, to help users and 
various companies like car mm. companies, um, could be leasing companies perhaps, um, to understand the fuel consumption of, of their vehicles and to, to be able to tailor um, people's driving habits accordingly. And, it, you know, that, that kind of company, they've got a, a small application at the moment with just a few users and, and they've gone straight to a, a cloud hosting service. But as they get bigger... Um, they're going to work. They're going to worry about scalability and yeah. elasticity and security and you know what what different companies they want to interface with. Do they use APIs that they they're going to want to um, release to the market? You know, it's 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 kind of difficult, isn't it? You look at a mm. small company and you can completely understand why they might go straight to the cloud. You look at a, a bigger enterprise. You look at some of our really well-established retailers and banks. They've invested a lot. Um, in their own data centers yeah. and they they might not want to just move out of those and no. put everything in somebody else's data center in somebody else's cloud they might even want to um, become a cloud provider themselves yeah um, very true so so you know they're then hybrid you know and yeah. there's lots of different definitions of hybrid aren't there you're using somebody else's cloud you're letting somebody into your cloud you're connecting reverse hybrid your like data that. center Ooh, to, to other clouds one. but i think you know that's that's a really, really, really good intro, and it's a really good sort of almost like a state of the nation address. You know, there's there is no one size fits all, mm. and depending on what your business is, size, scale, maturity, level, dependent on what it is that your business does, dependent on where you are going, the the end goal for cloud for you will be completely different to the guys in the next office. They'll be completely different to uh, the people in the next rack on the data center that you, you, you host from. So, you know, there is no one simple answer. I, I, think. I think that's a really valid point as well, Rich, because we've, we've tried at IBM um, working with some of our customers to define things on a kind of T-shirt size yep. principle. So yep. small, medium, large cloud. And, and the problem is the discussion always falls down because the, they want mm. to introduce something slightly different. And when you're going for that price-based model um, where, where you've got something particular that you can use, that, that pretty soon becomes not quite what you want. Yeah. And then you're having to introduce something which, which doesn't fit that, that, mm. that T-shirt size model, that public cloud type model. I, I think it's still going to be there for a while to come. But I think a lot of businesses now when they approach the idea of sort of cloud it's not just a simple conversation about business growth and reducing costs. Mm. Yeah, it, it's just not that anymore. No. Um, for, for some that are yet to take their first step to cloud, that might be what they set out with the intention of doing to begin with. Mm. But, you know, just, just through the range of possibilities, just from, you know, the, the tooling, the, the services that are available from, from vendors, from, from partners... Um, yeah, before we start recording, we were briefly talking about sort of, you know, open source. So, you know, concepts like freemium, uh, try before you buy, you know, it's like you know, bringing in or having the, the ability to bring in a technology or a service to do a specific job. And then, you know what, it's not an asset. It, it's not something I own. It's not something I'm particularly precious about. It's done its job. It's used. It's done. Switch yeah. it off. Mm. Turn it down. Yeah, because cloud, cloud has many different, I think we're sort of getting to the point of cloud has a thousand and one different definitions. And, and for me, cloud is very simply the way that we define our data centers today and, and be that public cloud, hybrid cloud, private cloud, whether that be SaaS, PaaS, IaaS, it really matters little. Hmm. Um, but I think 
it's finding the right place in your organization's maturity and finding the right place in your organization's um, willingness to to sort of adopt that type of technology that you need to do. And I think as a, you know, being this is a, a podcast for the channel, yeah. you know, and we're trying to help them to understand how to how to attack and sort of um, and and get into uh, customers and sort of articulate this message better. I think it's really really useful to sort of start to drill into exactly um, what makes what what sort of cloud strategy is appropriate where and when so I'm going to start it off with saying you know if we start at the enterprise mm-hmm. so one of the things um, I'd like to sort of put to, to the two of you is that when you are running an application and you it is a enterprise grade application and mm. you you don't want it off it's going to be on all the time yeah um, you you know you're buying a server. It's going to be three years permanently on. Hopefully, never go down. That is not a good workflow for the cloud, because with the cloud you have a premium that essentially you pay to be able to turn things on and off and, and be flexible and agile and and say, Do you know what, today I want it, tomorrow I don't. Today I want it, tomorrow I don't. And now I appreciate all the listeners who know you know the AWS model and, and a few other of the uh, big cloud provider models, including SoftLayer reserved instances try to, to, to discount based on permanent or, or usage mm. and committing to long-term usage, but it's still not as cost-effective. It still expects a certain amount of on-off, on-off, scale-up, scale-down. Whereas if you're just going to have a consistent workload for three years, four years, five years, you know, whatever the normal IT life cycle for that organization is, it is better to keep it on-prem. Um, and, com- and possibly complement with with some hybrid stuff. Oh, because I like what you did there. Because I like that's what you did there. <laughs> you know that, that's the, the, that's where I because if I was an IT organization, I don't necessarily think I'd want enterprise IT organization. So let's start yeah. with the enterprises and work out from yeah. there. Um, unless you're worried about capital expenditure and you yeah. want, and you want to look at you know I I'd, I'd rather rent I'd rather know that I'm paying a certain amount every month I don't have to worry about. Um, yeah, you know, that's very true. That's very true. And, but I, and I think as well, you know, picking up on that w- that worry piece, it's you know when you see a business maybe embarking on a new service or bringing in a new piece of um, service provision in, in, into their business, and it's kind of uh, think of an application house that's it's installed traditionally on prem, and then now you know starting to set foot in in the cloud. You know, potentially it's a it's it's a new commercial model for them. Potentially, there's a there's a there's a lot of other reasons rather than just the cost reason why they might want to say, yeah, we we're going to take what we do on prem. Um, we're not going to we're not going to do a great deal about engineering this, this huge multi tenant instance. We'll just lift and shift and do single tenancy on cloud. And guess what? We'll we'll, we'll put it on an IaaS. We'll put it on an infrastructure as a service platform because um, yeah, we've. It, it makes sense. We've got, you know, we've, we've got the internal skills. We've got X, Y, and Z, and all this. It ticks boxes, and you know, we're going to give this as a go for a year. But I agree with you. You know, it is a case of they might do that, and the long term goal is, uh, you know, to either move on to their own, mm-hmm. um, their own resource once they've proved the model, once they've yep. got it up and running. Um, it's like one of our previous guests said. Uh, um, you know, it's having that ability to kind of wring the neck. If if it doesn't work, shut it down quickly. Uh, yeah. And that it's balancing that capex opex piece. And uh, and let's not forget as well. You know, is the is the element of it's 
it's still an on-off model. Um, but, you know, it, it could be hours, it could be minutes, it could be days. It gets back to what we were saying about you know, what I need might not be what the guy next next door needs. I, I'm not sure that a lot of businesses nowadays, though, are aspiring to, to keep their their levels the same that you know everybody's driving to grow aren't they and and as mm. you just alluded to rich you know to to bolt on extra services to bring new products to the market and so they do need flexibility mm. they they do need to to be able to to you know do more business and it might be quite a short um notice period that they have you know we, we talked a little bit again off air mm. um about fashions didn't we you know where something can can just go viral yep. on youtube or instagram you know or, or any of the pick your social media of choice um, and you've got to be ready to respond to that you know if yeah. you're selling a product or a service you've you've got to provide that or be able to provide an alternative mm. so it, you've got to have that excess capacity yep. and, you, and you've and you've got to be able to see what people are looking at what people are wanting to buy and you do get that flexibility with with cloud services yeah and that is i, I suppose that is absolutely the sort of nirvana is when you can almost mix and, and, and sort of pick and choose certain different tiers of the application to put into cloud and the ones not to put into cloud mm. and, and as i say that then leads me really neatly down the hybrid road mm. and and the hybrid road whereby i have a, an architecture that that takes the best of what on-prem on-prem can offer me and the best of, of what um in the cloud can offer me and and mixes them to create an infrastructure that can adapt to instant change. Because as you rightly say, you know, in the world today when, you know, someone sees something on, we were talking about Instagram before this, when someone sees, you know, a, a picture of a celebrity on Instagram and then everyone wants to go and buy that particular piece of clothing from a, from a niche um, provider. If that person's site goes down, their business is done. Mm. Opportunity's gone. Because the opportunity's gone and that may never come again. Yeah. So every organization needs to be able to scale, you know, with the internet and social networks and all these things sort of guiding and steering people's buying habits, people's sort of social habits so so vastly, you need to be able to <laughs> every sort of corner shop retailer needs to be able to scale to internet scale and back again in a very small amount of time. So here's a leading question for you both. <coughs> Um, I absolutely get what you both just said, and absolutely you can you can link that to to a business outcome and uh, and a business uh, you know, business value and, and and a case for you know that becoming the new norm. But when you start looking at doing that effectively, intelligently, and managing what you know how you actually <coughs> execute on that that flexibility, that turn on turn off, you, you bring in this layer of automation, orchestration, and, mm -hmm. and management that uh, it's, I suppose this is the leading question. Do you see businesses today being turned off by the fear factor that, crikey, now I'm having to bring in this technology, this set of skills, this, right, I have to absolutely understand what could be a simple thing, but could quite quickly and easily become a very, very, very complex element of the infrastructure that that I have as a as a business as an mm. enterprise. I, I think lots of people in businesses, because it's it's the people, isn't it, that that make yeah. the business and staff it up, are really excited about that, um, and and see that as a real challenge, you know, and something that that they want to be able to fix. Um, I don't know if maybe those of us that have been around a bit longer are the <laughs> ones that are a bit scared by it. That might, um, that, yeah, that might, yeah, that that might be, be the reason behind my question. Because you, while, you, while you were saying that, you got me thinking um, 
we've talked about public and private and hybrid and and it's kind of all sounded a bit infrastructure hasn't it you know yeah. it's 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 a way of, of getting you know more tin and you know more memory more storage but actually one of the really powerful things about hybrid is all the different types of applications and services that yeah. that can be available within it so i was thinking about the weather company which is a, a an ibm acquisition sort of yeah. going through at the moment so we've got access to all this information about weather patterns and you know what's happening with the weather in a certain area which is going to influence you know traffic flows insurance mm. um, premiums maybe you know how how you look at um hosting events i mean you think you know that the opportunities are, are just boundless aren't they for how you can yeah. get value out, out of understanding that and that's nothing to do really with with tin and string that's a really and, and interestingly i think that's one of the single biggest challenges for our partners going forward is that they have been very much in the tin and string i love that that's a great little term <laughs> Um, business all their lives and they've made a very good earning out of it mm. but how do they now move themselves considerably up a value chain yeah. and start saying this is how we're going to use this service application as a service whatever it may be data as a service to actually complement your business mm. and and create as you very very rightly term a hybrid cloud infrastructure hybrid cloud sort of application mm. we're almost elevating ourselves above that um, infrastructure layer yeah into that okay let's take instead of capturing our own weather data and processing it let's just take advantage of that and instead of taking and you know instead of capturing our own social data and and, and doing all the processing mm -hmm. on that we'll just take a service and, and and plug into that one and you know immediately you've got this sort of multiple um cloud service solution you know storage mm. another one why, why have your own storage when there's about a thousand people trying to sell you cheap as chips um, cloud storage. Yeah, and I mean, it's... It's a different way of thinking, isn't it? It it's, is a different it's, way of I thinking. completely understand the fear factor. Mm. And, and, and it's a, you know, you look at how we used to traditionally take products to market, you know, do development projects. It was a fairly long life cycle. Mm. You know, there, there, would, there would be a lot of business justification required. Like you say, if you're, if you're plugging into somebody else's API um, yeah. to get data and then do something with it, that that is just so much quicker mm. and easier, um, but yeah, you you've got to open yourself up to to being yeah. agile. So I would say to partners, you know, have take advantage of um, principles like design thinking, um, like agile methodology. You know, throw yourselves into some kind of hackathon type event. Um, you know, get get thinking Absolutely. about the art of the possible yeah. and 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 kind of you know and and. and Get rid of the fear that way. Look at look look at what you can do to drive your business forward and your help your customers. David and I are both smirking while you're saying things like that because it's stuff we talk about, uh, and even here in the, in, <laughs> in in our you know, people walk past and look at you as if they're like, what are those two crackpots on about? But yeah. I completely agree with, with you. With and your beanbags and your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, nobody wants you, to see my you. We're not in shorts <laughs> or on beanbags. <laughs> the weather's nice for it. That the weather is um, lovely. Yeah. One thing I would say as well is you know what um, if. If as a business, um, you know, your background has been and, and continues to be infrastructure storage, you know, we're not saying stop doing that, you know, but equally we're not saying, you know what, jump headlong into, um, you know, investing in development skills and, and starting to, to offer, you know, uh, the ability to, um, to offer APIs out to the world, yeah. Those skills, customers, experience, that business that you've worked hard 
and long for over the last X number of years, it does have a relevance in cloud mm-hmm. because, you know, you will be affected, you know, from, you know, you'll be seeing it today with, you know, the, the tin on the floor, the, the associated storage. You will naturally be involved at a level of conversation where yeah, cloud will be being mentioned. It yep. will, you know, you won't be able to avoid it because at some point, somewhere, there'll be a connection to either a, yeah, shadow IT. Yeah, you're in the storage space, and you're, you know, you're putting flash, you're putting spinning disk in, you're putting a, a SAN and NAS solution in, and and some point, somewhere in that organisation, there will be users that have got box files, Dropbox, you know, G Cloud accounts, yeah, iCloud accounts. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's one of these things. I think about being, you know, not. Not changing your clothes overnight, not sort of you know reinventing your business in a matter of hours, but you know play to your strengths. Mm. You know, yeah. We s- sat down with various partners over the last you know, couple of weeks or so, and that that's been you know, almost a common theme. You know, it's a case of well, you know, if we've been an ISV, we're moving to the cloud. How can we leverage, you know, the the, the vendor offerings that are available? How do we, you know, how do we set our roadmap out for the next X number of years? And you know what? That's not just a case of lifting and shifting onto um, you know somebody else's data center. That is a question about considering things like APIs. It's about considering you know how you derive value not just through your your cell too, but how you begin to be able to plug into uh, a, a, an ever evolving and an ever <laughs> an even more complex enterprise infrastructure topology. You've mm. got you know. <laughs> gone are the days where it's just the apps that are on the floor in the building that you've got to concern yourself about it's you consuming services from third parties from other areas of the business you you're having to cope with you know line of business teams individuals millennials you know wanting to utilize and and drive services that they just want to you know switch on we can't rest on our laurels can we i think we've we've sort of come across that a couple Mm. of times in this conversation we've we've got to keep our eyes open listen to what customers are asking for you know are they are they getting data from other sources um do do you seem to be selling them less of what they used to buy why is that you know they'll they'll probably tell you they they probably won't keep it a secret Mm. and then you've got to look at is that an area that you want to take your business in yeah or you know or do you need to to change tack entirely Mm. yeah uh, just quickly coming back to um, the fear factor that we discussed earlier on, one of the single biggest fears that um, that I have come across in, in my time in cloud is is this whole fear of of losing control, losing control of the data, mm. losing control of of your infrastructure, and essentially handing your business over to to someone else. Now, really I think point. a lot of those fears have gone away, but I still 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 get the everyone who moves to cloud going. What about the safety of my data? What about the security of my data? Mm-hmm. You know, what are, I mean, I have my own opinions on this, which I'll come on to in a minute, <laughs> unless, unless, unless I had it over and it's silent. But, you know, where are you guys on, on that? If we come down to the nuts and bolts of, of, I think, one of the biggest blockers to why people aren't adopting cloud at the moment, you know, are we making headroom? Are you seeing, because uh, as I say, I have a relatively limited sort of view of the world in, in cloud and I'm sure you see more than I do. What are you seeing at the moment as far as people actually adopting um, cloud and not worrying about security or is there a, a magic solution? Mm. Well, w- one one of our 
kind of early moves in IBM was to set up a, a dedicated security unit. So, you know, even a couple of years ago when we were still software, hardware and services aligned mm. um, rather than cloud cognitive analytics security. Um, so we, we invested heavily in setting that business up to understand what customers' worries and, and, and issues were. Obviously, there have been some really high focus um, outages, um, you know, denial of service attacks, mm -hmm. um, you know, some really large, well-established, highly rated companies, services going offline for mm -hmm. days and yeah. longer. Um, and so that's that's what customers worry about. You know, obviously you don't want to lose your business, you don't want to lose your data, you don't want to upset your customers. No. Um, so we, we've invested a lot in IBM in focusing on security and focusing on, you know, keeping your data um, safe, yep. on keeping your network up um, and you know and and keeping out an eye out for attacks because it's not that they don't happen they happen all the time yeah, yeah. so you, you just have to be aware of what they are and protect yourself from them you can't really stop them um, so I think people do feel more secure at, at the solutions they get in and also I think people are, are, are getting a little bit more amenable to to the fact that you know they're understanding it it's it's it, it is getting more familiar yeah um, so I, I think people are kind of growing used to it but but also you know we're we're ready you know our IBM and and other companies are, are keeping a, a constant eye on mm. what's going on um, in terms of hackers and and security breaches and uh, you know making making sure that your data is safe. I think that's a, a really good value point that people are getting more used to it. I think cloud mm. has become more commoditized. It's become more of a normal way to do things. I still think there's a lot of people out there who are just purely scared. And if I, if I look at the other vendors in our portfolio who, who specifically look at security solutions, they're in exactly the same place. They're, you know, going in and, and talking to, to customers and, and often it's sort of 50% of, of the organization thinks, yep, yeah, absolutely, we can, we can guarantee the safety. If we encrypt the data, it's, it's totally safe. Just keep those keys really, really safe and, and we won't have a problem. Um, whereas 50% like to know where it is, like to be able to go and touch it, feel it, and, and should they ever need to just grab hold of it, physically grab hold of it, they can. Mm. Um, but I think you, you're absolutely right. I think the um, the consumerization of cloud, I think, through uh, a lot of the sort of Microsoft products, Google products, the AWS products, that, that whole, you know, it's gone from something that was probably only spoken about by us at conventions and, and conferences to, you know, eight o'clock in the evening, there's adverts about Microsoft Cloud and not just Microsoft Cloud for, um, for sort of consumers, mm. Microsoft Cloud for enterprises. Mm. There's one about, you know, helping your organization to, to, to do analytics on the cloud at eight o'clock in between sort of Coronation Street and whatever's on next. And I'm like, that is amazing. Could you imagine any other world where you'd start getting adverts for enterprise analytics in a cloud, the cloud ha the cloud has come of age. It's uh, yeah, I mean yeah, you can you can open up a, a relatively general tech magazine and see an advert, you know, an IBM Outthink advert mm -hmm. for uh, for security. Um, and, and I say general, it's not a specialist sort of hobbyist type magazine. Um, so I, I, I agree with what you're saying mm -hmm. there, and, and I think it's a case of you know people's habits about how they consume things in their own life. Um, you know that has a, that's having an impact now um, because you find it. I think the decision makers in business are now, you know, of an age where they're coming from that background. Mm. You know, well, I use it in my work life. I take I take the measures and I take security you know, seriously. There, 
Why would I, why would I, could I not do that in, in a business context? And the other thing I'd say as well is, what's, what's the bigger risk, right? Is it having somebody walk through an office and take a, uh, a document that's on somebody's desk and walk out the building with it? Is it walking through the office and knocking a network cable out of the back of a PC or a, um, a, a tower server under somebody's desk? Or is it somebody getting into a data center physically or through malicious intent and trying to steal data that way? And I think it's a, the point I'm trying to make, it's, it's, it's perception. Mm. Or you leave your phone on a train. Yeah. Uh, and it's got, you know, all your bank details, yeah. um, all, all of your important passwords. You exactly. know, it could, could be anything like that, couldn't it? Yeah, I think people are acting in a different way to five mm. or ten years ago. You, you, you know, I, I do most of my transactions on my phone or my iPad. You know, or you think about banking. Mm. It yep. used to be like that, did it? You know, so no. our day-to-day lives, our, our experience has changed. You think yeah. about things like Uber and... Um, uh, an Airbnb, you know, that, yep. that they're cloud-based services and it's a completely different way of, you know, transporting yourself around or, you know, staying somewhere on holiday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, We've kind of got used to it, haven't we? We really we, have, yeah. We have, yeah. And, you know, I, there will be, I'm sure there will be certain industries and certain businesses and certain public sectors um, where, you know what, going on a public cloud is not, is not the answer. No. But utilising the benefits of, of, of a hybrid, private or, or cloud or working with, with an MSP or a host, you know, it's, it's, it makes practical sense. You will, you will gain a, a, a business advantage or a value or return on um, an investment, whether it be through, know economies of process or, or actual costs or something like that yeah. um mm. but yeah I, I think probably alluded to in in the security podcast you know if somebody wants to get in they'll try and get in oh I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't you know and, and i don't care if it's on 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 your ipad that's oh yeah next to you on the train or if it's your mission critical data that's in your, your data center or microsoft's <coughs> or ibm's or oh, aws's the boys had a great um term in that podcast which is assume breach yeah so but anyway we digress yes so i mean for me the most important thing for for our listeners and, and for the channel to get out of this is where should they be starting so they they if they go to a startup organization i, I think we've pretty conclusively said it should be you know cloud first mm-hmm. um if you're an organization that's looking to sort of understand and, and deal with scale yeah, probably a combination of both. Yep. Would we say? Yep. Um, and if you're a legacy organisation, probably a, a combination of both with a slightly bigger weighting towards on-prem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at look at what is cloud ready um, mm. within your customer organisation, and and look at look at their appetite um, for you know for using cloud-based services. Mm. So maybe in a in a another podcast we can talk about some of the kind of keywords to to try and look out for, you know, and... and well, bingo. Bit of oh, it. <laughs> we're going to do another one. I think you should. Because <laughs> um, I think there will be different areas that, that partners can can try and, and understand. Uh, are their customers ready mm-hmm. for cloud in these areas? And, it, you know, it could be testing. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be, uh, are they looking at making cost savings? You know, do, do they have a huge target um, for, for taking cost out of the business? Yeah. Um, which, you know, cloud might be the only answer for some of them. 
in those in those areas do they yeah. have unexpected outages you know because they've got a, a really creaking infrastructure yeah. so so we could definitely spend more time in, in yeah. another session I'm, I'm inviting myself back you again. certainly are well why not well, I, I must Just admit one of the like things that, that I um, yeah, the second time <laughs> segued um, in brilliantly one of the things I must admit I really want to sort of touch on at a later date as well is um, is it, you mentioned cloud ready um, applications but it's also creating a cloud ready architecture because mm. one of the things, one of the biggest misconceptions and I think one of the biggest problems that I've personally faced as an architect in previous roles was getting people to understand the difference between virtualization and cloud. Mm. Two very, very different worlds, two very, very different architectures that need to be adopted to successfully implement the two different solutions that, that mm. they are entailing. But as you say, it's another podcast. Well, and, and a really important part of that architecture is the human element um, so you know, as, as, as we like Ooh. to call it, la- layer eight—the uh, the <laughs> layer interface eight. between the keyboard and the chair. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, on that bombshell, Lucy, Brilliant. thank you ever so much for coming in. Really appreciate it. Thanks we for will inviting 100% me. Back, uh, have you back again? I, I feel, I feel, you know, friend of the show title coming on. I, you um, know what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, think definitely three, that, yeah. three, three in a row. You have to get a badge. Oh, pecking order, I'm going down the list. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Just wait while I have another holiday. Yeah. I won't have my chair back when I come back. <laughs> You'll be in it. Rich, yeah. thank you again. No, thank you. Very much so. And uh, as per normal, our producer today has been Hannah Jenny. Uh, I'm David Fern. And you've just uh, spent another half an hour listening to, hopefully, one of the best cloud podcasts you'll have ever listened to. Yeah. Oh, thanks to Lucy. Good night from him. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.